Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff, and I'm drinking coffee. Uh, I just finished my coffee. We're recording this a little bit later than normal because work. Mm. <laughs> I'm on a break right now while I'm working from home. And we and got just, numbered. Go ahead, what were you saying? No, I, I just finished a long, <laughs> shitty day. Woo! Awesome. Hey, guess what we got today? We got number three of more, more, more. We have strip tease for you. Boom! Probably one of the most bandied about movie that Demi Moore had ever done. And like we talked about in the previous episode, or maybe even during Kickstart. You know, this is around the window of time where the Vanity Fair thing was happening and just just that, like in a two or three year period during the 90s. Again, this is why we said that there's probably nobody that owned a, a 10 year period uh, like her during no, that man. time. She was wheeling and dealing and dancing. The, the big focus is always with striptease is what? Obviously, hey, Demi Moore gets naked in this yeah. and she's super fit and and... She does an amazing job, but again, I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it more than once. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I always forget that somebody dies in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, here's the thing, man. <laughs> this is like, it's like a neo-noir movie, man. This it is. is. Just, this is just like one of those little fucking dirty, fucking down and dirty, uh, you know, Florida fucking uh, murder mysteries. You know, it, it. this movie is a better version of, what's that Denzel movie? Um, you know, where... Uh, Dean Kane is a killer. <laughs> I forget what it is. Out of time? Out of, it's out of time. Yeah, out of time. Yeah. Is Ava Mendes in that? Yes. She, yeah, okay, that's yes. it. Yeah, out of yeah. time. I mean, it, not, not that it, but this, this to me, this movie's like Blue City or any of those. I totally forgot that this was a crime movie. You know what I mean? A crime drama thriller, as it's as as they say on IMDb. But uh, man, this movie's super fun, dude. And what I don't understand is all the hatred for it. I mean, I guess maybe it's because it came out after striptease and it just got lumped. And and I don't know, people didn't think that a serious actor, I don't know what the fucking problem was with it, but I enjoy the shit out of this movie. And there's some great performances in this movie. Yeah. But before we get into all that, this is Andrew Bergman's like, dude, he was coming off of like, dude, he had directed three really solid movies before this. The Freshman, mm-hmm. Honeymoon in Vegas, which yes. you see a poster for in the video store yes. in this movie. <laughs> and uh, it could happen to you or a cop gives waitress million dollar tip, depending on, you know, what country you're in or what title it's going by. But anyway, uh, I mean, dude, he was like on a roll. Like he's making these cool, fun, quirky movies. And then he makes this nasty little piece of, you know, noir cinema. And right. everybody fucking, the wheels fall off and everybody's like, you know, throwing tomatoes at it. Yeah. Weirdly, I guess I should have been reminded that there there is an element of of crime in there more than just Robert Patrick stealing wheelchairs. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> right, like because it's based on a novel yes. called Striptease. Now, what's funny about that is Striptease was two words in the novel, but the movie itself is makes it an amalgam and it's one word. You should know that. Uh, it, but. <sighs> Again, just like with the marketing with disclosure, what you get is not what was being teased to you. Right. And uh, no pun intended there. Honestly, I really didn't mean to do that. No, teased. But you. yes, what's funny is, again, showing its its uh, its wrinkles of, of being in the 90s, there are other uh, dancers in this, right? That yep. that are just like it's they're actually kind of like, can we just get past this? I mean, there's one one time that I just kind of like skipped through it. I'm like, oh, let's just get past this. I I mean, I was know the what it snake looks like. dance. 
Yeah, yeah. Although the, the snake dance, well, the the second snake dance is when she's getting choked with the with yeah. the snake, with the new snake. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, it's all pretty funny. And, and yeah. for me, I feel like a lot of these girls are real dancers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, especially the first dancer. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they're actually they're all they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, because they you know it, it could have been way worse. But I think it's cool that they did that. It's so crazy, dude, because there's some really fun stuff in there. I mean, what do and what I had forgotten is that uh, rumor Willis plays Angela. Like, yeah. I totally forgot. Like, that, that, and that was a thing yeah. at the time, too. I remember people were like all fucking bent out of shape about that shit. Oh my God. And like, shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a scene where she picks, it's when they're at the, is it when they're at the beach and she just kind of picks her up and hefts her and throws her on her hip? Yeah. You only get that with a real mother-daughter, dude. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Most act- I mean, some actresses may not even know how to pick up kids yet at this point. <laughs> right, right. And, and there's just the... Because Rumor wasn't really an actress yet, she was in the part, she knew she kind of like fuddle her way like most kids can do playing yeah. a part like this again it's a minimal part she's not in it right. enough to where yes. she needs to have she needs, doesn't does need to be you know uh, one of the fanning kids right <laughs> sure exactly but the moment you're at the beach and it's the first time you really see them together right is the, again that instant thing of like you can tell they're real mother and daughter because it's not just the way, like you know it's not just the way she holds her it's just the the familiarity that this is my mommy and yeah, she just grabs totally. right onto her, wraps her legs around her and everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, it all, it, it really, so it really helps sell the, you know, the whole dilemma that, uh, you know, the movie, that the movie's premised around, right? right. Like my, you know, Robert Patrick, and dude, this might be one of my favorite, I don't dude. know if it's my favorite Robert Patrick role, but it's pretty high up there. It's again, <laughs> There's two things I forgot. I already mentioned one of them, that there is a murder in this. And again, not to give anything away, I mean, I'm already saying that's happening. But again, I'm just to let you just let people know if you've never seen this before, if it's been a long time since you've seen it, you, you, I'm sure you'll this this will come as a surprise to you that, that somebody does die in the movie. And, it's, yeah. it, and uh, there is a lot of there's a big crime element that I didn't remember. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the sugar guys. And then, then, I, then it was like, I'll come and kind of yeah. coming back to me. But Rob, the other thing that I forgot was Robert Patrick's moment when he's on top of the yacht. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That was the fucking funniest thing that he's probably ever done. Uh, as far as, it's the funniest thing he's ever done and it equals the most dramatic thing he's ever done. I thoroughly, it's like better than anything he's done ever. And he so fucking nails that part. When he beats the shit out of of the congressman's guy, oh yeah, and then goes downstairs while she's dancing, and he and he does that little dance that's in the trailer. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Holy shit! When he kicks Herb's ass, yes. Oh man. Okay. And dude, Herb is great. Robert oh, Stanton is fucking dude. The scene where he goes into the laundromat to steal the panties. I mean, yes. he's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> Dude, there's so much about this movie that, that again, the cast across the board is so solid. You know, Ving Rhames, it probably... Dude, again, yeah. right? Like, I totally forgot Ving Rhames was Shad. And I, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and again, it's such an, this is such a 90s indie cast. Yeah. Uh, outside it of really Demi is. and Bert. 
Uh, even Armand Asante, I mean, who, you know, we're familiar with God. many things, but like those three, and but even at that time, Ving Rhames was still kind of finding his way. I mean, he had played yeah. Marcellus, but, you know, he was still doing things like striptease and, you know, he hadn't kind of, he hadn't quite gotten into the mission impossible of it all yet. This word right. back where he was still kind of fun and interesting and you kind of never knew what you were going to get. I mean, you knew what you might get, but then, you know, he would always <laughs> surprise you. Right. He more or less is Marcellus Wallace in this. The just yes. his delivery and the way yes. he just carries, carries himself, himself and yeah. the whole deal. Dude, when he's putting yeah. the roach in the yogurt <laughs> and him and Demir having that uh, discussion, you know, and he's meticulously fucking putting the roach in and burying it in the yogurt. And he's having the whole conversation. Like, it's just not fucking in, like the whole thing is so like insane. You're just like, what? The? But he totally sells it. Like, there's never a moment where you're like, you know, he's, you know, he never laughs. He, you never see, he is literally, that's his, that's what he's doing. And, right. and I just think that that, that moment is so good, dude. Yeah. And there's so little happening, but it's, this, it's just the way that between the two of them, the way the scene plays out while he's doing that whole thing. I mean, right. again, I don't know what the hate for this movie is. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'd like someone to explain it to me because. I don't hate this movie. I, I, I'm actually kind of bummed that I haven't seen it more than I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the last time I watched it was probably a rental from Blockbuster or somebody, some place like video that. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. somewhere like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but man, dude, I mean, the, the movie is full. I mean, Brute, if, here's the thing. Burt Reynolds, right? Yeah. If this movie doesn't happen, Burt Reynolds isn't in Boogie Nights. I mean, no. we don't, you know what I mean? There's, right. uh, and I, I feel like I like him better in this than I do in Boogie Nights. Same. Burt's got two moments in there that are in the trailer that always make me laugh. What, the one thing that I always forget about that's not in the trailer is at the beginning of the movie where he grabs a champagne bottle and knocks out. Yes. One of the, one of the rowdy uh, guys from guys. the bachelor party. Yeah. And, and they do something there that, that always makes me smile when it happens. The bottle doesn't fucking break. Right. <laughs> because bottle breaking. Champagne bottles are hard to break, break. on a head. <laughs> Not on somebody's head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's great in it. Uh, his, his sidekick, you know, his, his uh, handler. Uh, fuck, what's his name again? Um, oh, Herb. Yeah, his handler is uh shit. What is his handler's name? Fuck, I'm blanking on his name now. Herb Crandall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. There's something else that happens in this. It's obviously taking place in Florida, which sets up the, the whole cast of characters. Just the screams Miami. Really? Yeah, does. dude. Like this couldn't happen anywhere but Florida. <laughs> what I found really interesting, again, forgetting about the whole sugar cane thing, when Bert is in the back of the car with. With the, with uh, Rojos, right, and they're driving. I instantly thought of Stick. Yeah, no, totally. It's like it could have been the same location yeah. as you know. It, it was such a yeah. weird moment. Am I going? Whoa! The whole it, movie kind of has that weird. It kind of has a weird Elmore Leonard vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Like, I feel like this is almost like I don't know. Weirdly, dude. I mean, people are probably gonna like crucify me for this, but I mean, I dude, I would pair this movie with Out of Sight, <laughs> dude. Okay. Tubi. We watched it on Tubi, and it's still on Tubi. By the way, I loved, loved when Tubi glitches because I got ad flickers that only flickered long enough just to continue on with the movie. I never actually got a real ad, there you go. <laughs> which was nice. But guess what I got promised 
and recommended and instantly started playing before those that, that final uh, crawl is even over. So girls? No. Wild things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we've talked about. Which we talked about. Where's it where's where's wild things take place? Florida. In Florida. <laughs> you know what else? You could you could do a triple feature, strip tease, wild things, and palmetto with Woody Harrelson and Love oh, the Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't thought about How that about, movie there forever. There you go. How about that for some <laughs> sleazy fucking Florida noir? Hey, trivia. Hey, vidiots. There's a triple day Saturday for you. There's an all day Saturday for you. (laughs) Dude, you know who else shows up in this movie who I love is Gary Basaraba as Alberto. Yes. Yes. Dude, and it's funny because Gary Basaraba, I hadn't seen him in a while, and he he shows up briefly in Killers of the Flower Moon. And he's beaten to death by fucking, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and a bunch of other hooligans. But... He he's an actor who I've always loved. He's he's in one of my favorite Richard Gere movies, No Mercy. He's Gere's partner who gets killed at the beginning. But um, dude, how uncomfortable is that scene with him in the mobile home with oh, him dude. and me and his wife, who's all beat up? I mean, it's just so. This yeah, this movie uh, for like a for a person like me who loves these sort of you know neo noir crime. I mean, I cannot believe I slept on this movie. Not slept on it, but just hadn't seen it forever. Like it was a forgotten memory to me until right. we came up with this whole Debbie Moore thing. It's such a fork in the road movie because it doesn't, you think it's something. And even when you've seen it, you think you, your memory is saying that it's something different. And then you're like, and you kind of veer off a road. I'm like, hey, I thought we were taking that road. Oh, I guess we're not. Then it's all right. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a super fun movie. I mean, it, it's not, I mean, I feel like, you know, again, I, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen this movie just because I think it got so, you know, for some, it got bad wrapped, you know, yep. when it came out. I don't know that, you know, I don't know that as many people have seen it as should have seen it or, you know, might enjoy it. I know, I know people that I know, I think would super enjoy this movie that probably haven't seen it because either A, they, it got lost in the shuffle somewhere or they just heard bad shit about it. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take a pass. But I don't know why you would take a pass. I didn't take a pass even when it came out. Cause I didn't see it opening weekend. I saw it after all the bad reviews, even back then, because it, you know, I think I saw two reasons, her and Bert. And then right. I got the bonuses when I got there of Asante and Ving Rames and Robert Patrick, dude, who I, who was, you know, yeah. hadn't become agent <laughs> dog it yet on, uh, the X-Files, but, you know, we knew him from plenty of other things. Right. There's also a couple of the, I mean, a lot of the character actors in this are fucking great too. Like the guy mm-hmm. who actually, the boss at the strip joint with the, his crazy plaid jacket and shit. Yeah. Um, his, his great line. I haven't had an erection since I started running this way or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got, I haven't got, I haven't been able to get it up since I took this point. What, yeah. That's, you, I mean, or, that's Orly. That's played by, yeah. That's Jerry Grayson playing Orly. Yeah. Right. Dude, but it's so <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's like a, it's like he kind of throws it away, but it's so good. Like he doesn't hit, he doesn't hit it hard at all, but it totally lands. You know, I, again, this movie is so like, and it is pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's got a serpentine plot and it's funny because we shouldn't be super surprised because Bergman yeah. wrote the in-laws, which I think is, you know, a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, I've never actually seen the version with Michael Douglas, but I know that, you know, he, he worked on the, his, it was his original screenplay and maybe he worked on it, but the original one from 80, I think, or 79 with Falk and Alan Arkin. Holy yeah. shit, dude. What a smart movie. And uh, and and it's funny to say, oh, hey, Striptease is a smart movie. But it is a pretty smart movie. There's a lot going on. There and they is. tie it up neatly. 
kind of in a way that, you know, I feel like maybe people were expecting this to be more like get shorty, you know, or I, I don't even know what vein, I don't, it's weird. Right. I mean, maybe, was it not marketed right or something? I don't know. It was, you know, so the, the big focal point, just like in that window of time we talked about is it's like, oh, look at, here's, here's Demi Moore, who's this fearless person that will put her nakedness on a yeah. cover of Vanity Fair that will get out there and hang out with strippers for three months and learn how to dance like they do and get super fit for it and get naked. For it. That's, I mean, that's yeah. always... That was the focal focal point of it, and I think that's the reason why when we get around to seeing it, that's why Bert's on it so much is in the, in the trailers because you're like, oh, well, she's he's really the only other name that's recognizable, and or Monasante, sure, but was he going to put anybody in the seats? Yeah, no. exactly. I mean, he does solid work and you know everything, like you know. Oh, he's but, he's fucking crisp in this. That he's yeah. like he's so good, like he's in everything. Well, let's but, address the elephant in the room too, because dude, her stuff on stage, she's fucking good. I mean, yep, I mean, yep. I, there's, it's not like, you know, I mean, she did her, I mean, like she went, she spent that time and it's, and all of her, dan- all of her time on stage, all her numbers are fucking great. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious that running Annie Lennox joke, uh, you know. Right. I mean, how many, how many needle drops for Eurythmics do we have? Like four or five? Yeah. yeah at least four. Right. Yeah, you know, and what's his line? Yeah, you're developing quite a following, even here with even with that shit music. With your shit music, <laughs> I love the fact that everything, all her performances had music that was antithesis of what you would usually would hear at a strip club, and that's why she was getting ridiculed for the music that she was choosing. But that was the draw right. for for the people that were there going there to see her. When she says, "I don't want to get cream corn in my hoo ha," <laughs> dude, that. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, there's something I want to say. The very beginning of the movie is completely rowdy. Uh, okay, th- this is movie strip club crowd. Oh, I've yeah. never, I mean, I've only been to a strip club maybe seven or eight times. I've never seen completely people so completely disrespectful to shit that was going on. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. The, I mean, you know, you probably get your arm broken. Because you would have gotten fucked up, right? That yeah, was- someone would have tossed your ass out. <laughs> Bing, fucking Shad would have beat your ass. Yeah, there's some funny shit in it. Like, the, do you, when Shad's like, why is Shad carrying a fucking drill into that, uh, yeah. into his lawyer's office? I never really, like, <laughs> it was just, you know, it was kind of a weird gimmick, you know, and when he refers to her as a stripper and he's like, dancer. <laughs> Dude, when, again, I forgot Stuart Pankin was the guy playing the lawyer. Oh, yeah. He's so great, man. Dude, I, he's, he's always good. He's always. always good. And as soon as you, as soon as you see him, like, oh, duh. <laughs> like the cast and, and and people that were playing a certain character here, like as soon as you're reminded about them, once you they show up, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. Well, of course he's the, the shyster lawyer above the, the yeah, video store. Of course he is. I mean, it's <laughs> funny because he was in two movies that we talked about last week, Fatal Attraction and Congo that we mentioned. Um you know, I'm always happy to see Stuart Pankin in things because I know yeah. exactly what I'm going to get. And it's like, it's just what I always, it's just what is needed. Right. Um, and he never overstays his welcome. You know, they don't, you know, they don't throw so much on him that you're like, oh, fuck, I can't look at him anymore. Get him out of here. His timing is great too. His reaction, everything about him, he's always solid and he's really right. good in this. Right. Again, I can't think of one performance that I don't, I mean, they're all so good that they just kind right. of, they work, right? They don't jump yeah. out at you, but they, either way, good or bad, you're just like, these are all solid performances. Right. You know, even Bert, 
Bert is not so big and over the top that he's, no. you know, ruining the movie. I mean, one of the, cause something else here, when I don't know what period it happened, his wigs used to always look terrible. Yeah. But there was a point somewhere around here, maybe early 90s, probably like Evening Shade era, where it's like starting from that going forward, where his hair pieces were immaculate. And you never, I was fooled all the time. And he did something in this that we hadn't seen him do in forever. He shaved off his mustache for a part. Yeah, right. And that was a big deal. But it helped sell the the entire idea of who this congressman was. He looked like a Florida politician, like to a T. No, dude, the tan, all of it, the fucking all blonde it, hair. Yeah. Uh, that almost, sort of like almost a, like a, like a television evangelist look. Too yeah. Long. Oh, uh, totally. And he yeah. also kind of looks weirdly a little like <laughs> goofy, right? Like, yes. Like, uh, like maybe he's not all there. <laughs> and I mean, his very first line of the movie when he gets out of the car, we've seen him for all of what two seconds, and his line is "Poontang, dude." Yeah, we know exactly <laughs> what kind of Congressman Dilbeck is. <laughs> yeah, we know everything about him. Yeah, I mean, there's some really, I mean, there's some funny shit in here. You really have to sort of pay attention, like, again, because nobody's hitting the lines or not hitting it, you know, they're just kind of, they're just, you know, they're just, doing, they're just running the dialogue. And right. it all works because they're not, like, there's no rim shot or there's no, like, wink, wink, nod, nod. Everybody's playing it straight, which really helps. I mean, right from that opening scene in the courtroom where she's like, I lost my job because, yeah. Well, he's the, de- he's the best tailback I mean, in a small Florida town. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it rolls. Oh, no, hell, he was a, he was all state. He was all state <laughs> tailback, girl. You know, that bullshit. Yeah, and God damn it, fucking Robert Patrick's, just his reaction to things. Dude, yeah. that, that laugh of his. Yeah. This movie, it might, I mean, I love Mortal Thoughts. But I mean, this is, I mean, I, this, yeah, this is going to be hard two. to say what's my favorite. I mean, I, I, I like to say this both. Is the, yeah, this is number two for me for the month. And I don't think the, the last one is going to surpass either one of them. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, again, that, that's why, we're, you know, we'll, we'll see once we get into it. I mean, it, I could be totally surprised or, or not. But so far, so good. I mean, all three of these, you know, have been super fun and good to revisit. <laughs> this movie I've always liked. And I still like it. I don't know that I like it. Like the other two, I like it for different reasons. This one I like for the same reasons I liked it before. It's just my kind of movie. And oddly enough, I just don't, you know, I don't know where. But again, there's other movies from this time period that I haven't seen as much as other things because I feel like they came out with, you know, they came out in the same year as bigger, better. I mean, not bigger, but just, you know, things that landed and you kind of, you know, you kind of go with those things like, like I said, this movie, Palmetto and Wild Things. Right. I They should be on my regular rotation, but they're not. <laughs> we are roughly around 25, 26 months after Pulp Fiction has hit the scene. And we yep. are, like we talked about numerous times, this is a window of time where Everything. a good 25, 30% of was com- movies coming out were just Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, Res Dogs, knockoffs. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So... There was no reason to to present this movie as anything other than it was. And as far as like being, you know, Elmore Leonard really wasn't that, wasn't that a name super tied to feature films yet. 
even we're, we're later this year, right? We're we're getting Jackie Brown. We haven't really gotten there yet. So you couldn't you could have easily said this was an Elmore Leonard style movie, but yeah. who would have seen it? Nobody would have seen it. And um, so you had to go with what you went with and say, look at how hot Demi Moore is in this movie. Yeah, I think people got caught up in the whole like you know oh it's you know it's a Demi Moore vanity project and blah blah right. blah, 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 blah but that's not that at all. I mean, right. it's funny like I'm looking at it. You know, it was a forty million dollar budget, which seems but there are there is a lot of stuff. There's you know there, I mean there and I gotta say, man, for this type of movie, I mean the design is pretty fucking great, dude. Like. Right. That fucking neon on the, on, yeah. on the front of the eager beaver, that shot where they yeah. where you first see the eager beaver, and they come down and they—I mean, that's pretty fucking great. And all of the—I I, want to say everybody was on point, costume-wise, design-wise. I mean, it's shot fucking beautifully. It's you know, it's a well-crafted movie, and, and at forty million dollars, I mean, that—that's a fairly large budget for. 1996. And, and it's funny because I I always thought that it, but it made more money than I thought it had made, you know, I mean, 30, 33 million here, but 113 million worldwide on a $43 million or a $40 million budget. That's not terrible. No, but I mean, you know, so I don't, but I don't know if they, what what was the studio expecting out of this movie? That that's, what's weird is like when people say, Oh, it's a giant bomb. I don't know that that's a giant bomb. Uh, I mean, it's not like Heaven's Gate or anything like that, or Ishtar, you know, movies that were considered, you know, giant bombs. I mean... And yeah, it's a weird thing, though, to continue to, like, to note, call something a bomb when this is 96. Yeah. The VHS window was making more money than most theatrical runs anyway, even big movies that did really well. Right, I mean... Yeah, because, dude, like we talked about, going to Hollywood Video, going to Blockbuster... There were probably 75 to 100 copies at every fucking location of this movie when it hit. I mean, you can, yeah, because she was that kind of draw and they would make all that money back. But the, the, the to call it a bomb for a movie that at minimum at the box office doubled up its budget, what are you going to say? You know, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, you know, again, uh, I don't, I mean, you know, I didn't look at all these old reviews because who cares? I mean, none of it's, uh, you know, none of it means shit to me. Like, right. like again, I don't put a lot of stock in movie reviews anyway, but I don't know that there were any, you know, I'm going to pull up just, I'm going to look real quick at the, why we're on this. Roger Ebert gave it two stars out of four, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. sure he has his reasons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I wonder, like, this is a movie to me that seems like, you know, it's ripe for like a revival. <laughs> yeah. Someday when they do a Demi Moore retrospect at American Cinematheque, I want them to show Stroopy. Yes. Come on, dude. Okay, here, like you were talking about, you we were talking, to, talking about the production design. Let's talk about the guy that shot this movie, Stephen Goldblatt. This guy did Lethal Weapon 1, 2, yeah. Joe versus the Volcano, Batman Forever the year before this, then mm-hmm. did Batman and Robin, always worked a lot with Joel Schumacher, Mike Nichols again on Closer. It, this dude could shoot the fuck out of a movie and he shoots the fuck out of this. Yeah. It's, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, man. This movie, like this movie, I mean, like again, I didn't remember I here's the thing I didn't remember how great it looks I mean I dude I'm in love with all the fucking sets all the fucking yeah. locations the fucking lighting the fucking costume everybody is fucking dressed exactly the way they should be dressed right 
I mean, dude, there's part of me that wants to fucking steal everything that Robert Patrick is wearing <laughs> in the movie. Can you imagine cosplaying him or like being him for Halloween and having the, you know, the, the, the golf driver being your splint for your broken arm? Like, could you, if you showed up at a party, nobody would know who you were, but no. that would make it even cooler. That would make it even better. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude. He also shot Rent and Charlie yes, Wilson's for, War. For Chris Columbus, right? Yeah. 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 You know, all movies that I fucking love, you know? So it's funny, man, this movie, I mean, it, everything about this movie, I, I mean, craft wise is, you know, it's all on point and it's oh. just funny that like, sadly, it's a movie that, you know, I bet you if you ask 10 people, they'd be, oh, is that the movie where, oh, that's the stripper movie with Demi Moore. I mean, that's, that's as far as they would, they, that's all they could elaborate. That would yeah. be all they get out. And it's, it's way more than that. I mean, it was, I thought it was fun. And I, I thought it was a nice little wow, you know, I, dude. When uh, when Asante and his kid, there's another great scene when Asante and his yeah. kid find the body floating yes. from the beach, and he sends his kid, and he's like, "Dad, you're the cops." He goes, "Yeah, get me, go, Miami, get the local police." And <laughs> the kid leaves, and he's smoking on that cigar, and he's like, "You son of a," he's talking shit to the dead yeah. guy. Why yeah. you're ruining my vacation? Yeah, that that. I, out of, out of all the gin joints moment, right? Yeah, here. totally right. I mean, and it, but it all feels right. It doesn't feel, yeah. Yeah. you know, none of it, feel, and nothing feels forced in this movie to me. Like I don't, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I mean, to me, it's, you know, it's something I'm going to watch every now and I'm going to put it on every now and again yeah. when I go into my, you know, my little neo-noir fucking, you know, mini fucking marathons and stuff. This would be a movie I would watch a little more often, you know, because I want, Right. Had we watched this somewhere along the way, like let's say August, September, leading up to our choices for November, oh. and we were just seeing it just randomly, we would have just blown people's minds putting this in yes. November. No, totally. <laughs> right. People would be like, what, what, what? Striptease? What? But it'd been, it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. One other uh, casting choices and performances in this, and if you blink, he's gone. And Kyung Young is in this. Oh yeah, our you know Mr. Wu from Deadwood. You know the face. You he's in like everything, everything, and he's just briefly in there. Just, just I mean, he's he, again. He's got like two lines and then he's gone, which is kind of a bummer because he's so good. But he's an. It's like it's again. It's a welcome face. It's like it's like seeing your your neighbor like you haven't seen yeah, in fifteen totally. years. Like your your kid, your childhood neighbor. I'm like, hey, it's Kyun right on. That guy's great. Always that dude movie top to bottom. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's not a bad movie. It's not a shitty movie. It's no. a good movie. And it's going to surprise you. If you've never seen it before. I can pretty much guarantee that. Yep. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's one of those things, you know, don't knock it till you try it. Yep. <laughs> Put a little on your plate. Don't make a face before you taste it. Some yeah. folks think it's great. <laughs> it's always time for timer. Strip tease is not an acquired taste. Strip no. tease just you just it's one of those things. It's Let's a good in. backyard. It's a good backyard burger. It's like a big everybody fucking likes southern barbecue. Mm -hmm. Do it. <laughs> there you go. There's number three for you for more, more, more. We got we got one more. There's a little piece of we trivia. We got one more. Oh, you did it again. <laughs> I know. We keep doing it all month. There's one. More, there's a little piece of trivia. Well, there's one piece of trivia. The end. There's two pieces of trivia. One I can share now, and one I have to wait till the next episode because it's directly tied to it. So I'll save it for that episode. But one of them was Bert was in his as originally shot goes fucking psycho at the end of the movie. Mm. 
and like he threatens Aaron's uh, life with a knife to her throat and shit. Interesting. I'm going to maybe try to find the book and read the novel. Never read it. Yeah. The, and there was a reshoot. And what we see in the movie is what was reshot. Sure, sure. It, 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 it just, poorly yeah, for it, studio. Chatsworth, <laughs> Chatsworth people are like, no, I don't like that at what? all. What do you mean? Bert, Bert ain't killing nobody. Bert wouldn't, Bert wouldn't do that. Bert wouldn't do it. You presented the congressman as being this wacky, eccentric dude. He wouldn't go wacko like that. You're telling That's not me the, the bandit killed that girl? No way. <laughs> Here's what's great. What I have to say, the other part of the trivia, is connected to what I just talked about. So again, I'll save for the next episode. So it's almost like a part two of this mo- of this review. Tune so in next you. week to hear Ooh. Corey tell the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. So you want to follow the show on the socials, you can follow us at Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. If you want to follow Corey on Letterboxd, it's Corey underscore Culp. And on Instagram is Culprit97. And if you want to follow some other socials and other linkage, you can look at the bottom of our episode show notes under Karate in the Garage linkage, and you'll find everything there. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I'm at rockandroller33. If you'd like to follow me on Letterboxd, I'm at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. If you'd like to follow me at Blue Sky, it's the real John Ladd at Blue Sky. <laughs>